I'm kind of getting attacked <laughs> by a pug, so um, I'm trying my best just, just, just to stay, um, to stay great. Oscar, leave me alone. Gatling grapes. My dog is attacking me right now. Oh, no. And and you said, <laughs> to quote yourself, that you can pet a dog without being eviscerated. <laughs> So spy family movies. Yeah. What okay. do, what do we think of that? I still I... don't fully understand what it is. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen one of the following? Uh, spy Spy Kids? Yeah, I have I have seen Spy Kids. I think I've seen uh, more than one Spy Kids as well, which is probably more than one too many. <laughs> I think one is one too many to be honest I mean I think I Matt <laughs> Matt disagrees disagree. yeah I think they're great I think yeah. you should shut up <laughs> um, Cats and Dogs that's a family spy movie I've seen that as well yeah I, I actually really like that film that, that made me want a beagle <laughs> really yeah uh, I, I, I dislike that film even as a child. Then again, I, I don't really like animals that much, so it's kind of just wasted on me, animal films. Like, my ex my ex kind of got disappointed that I didn't cry at the end of Marley and Me. Yeah, I, I've, I've still not cried to anything I've watched on TV or, or films. or <laughs> Nothing has made me cry. Yeah. I don't know if I've just not watched the right thing or if... I don't know what it is, but I've not watched things like Green Mile or anything like that yet. Yeah. Well, Lion King, Fair like, enough. all that happens is he just stops drawing his dad. So. <laughs> just stop you just stopped drawing his dad. You watched a very strange version of The Lion King, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I like the idea that, like, as a child in your mind, you were like, yeah, no, this is fine. It just means that the person stopped drawing the, the dad. <laughs> Well, it's the same with Andy, like, isn't it? it? Like it's... <laughs> it's just a drawing. Yeah, it's uh, any animation. <laughs> like oh, that's the only reason. Ride. That's the only reason Simba's dad died is the animators just decided to stop drawing him. <laughs> uh, I call it laziness. Yeah, done with this. <laughs> I'm bored of drawing this now. <laughs> No wonder that all the hand-drawn animations and animators have been sacked from Disney. <laughs> if that, <laughs> they, if kept... That's, they kept killing off characters because they couldn't be bothered to draw them. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm, not saying is... I'm not saying it's a watertight theory, but it's, you know, it's as good as any. It's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Disney animators are notor- notorious for... <laughs> just, just killing off characters at random. Yeah, it's um, it's like it's like it's like union action, isn't it? It's like um, you know, sort of like the, everyone in the office who who is who is part of that two D animation team were just like, nope, we don't like this character anymore. I'm afraid you're gonna have to kill them off midway through the film. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Alex Jones is a listener to this podcast, but it's it's one that I think he should cover <laughs> in terms of conspiracy theories. Almost certainly, to be honest. <laughs> I think George R. R. Martin needs to... Uh, I, I think that's what he's been doing for the past few books of Game of Thrones. Just like, I can't be bothered to write about this character anymore. <laughs> Here's an arrow to the chest. So I, that's how they all die. I don't yeah. know if this is going to get me kicked off immediately. I've seen 
five episodes of Game of Thrones, and that's it. That's that's fine. Any. Like it's not for everyone. Oh no, I was really uh, yeah, enjoying I it. That's... Like I, I probably would enjoy it, but I started watching The Wire at the same time, and ah. <laughs> I just The Wire just I just took off with that instead. The funny thing is, that's I think fair. I might have seen five episodes of The Wire and got <laughs> did into you start Game watching of that? Thrones. Yeah, because they did start watching that at the same time you started watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then like I haven't, I haven't got back to the wire. Uh, to be honest, I'm not really that big a fan of it. Like, the thing, the thing that gets me is I, I would enjoy Game of Thrones, but then when I see how many episodes I need to watch to catch up, it, mm. it's. I mean, I've only yeah. just watched Lord of the Rings. <laughs> really? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I remember you on the group chat saying, saying that you just seen Lord of the Rings and. Yeah, that's that's a film again. It's not for everyone. Oh, I love. I know Matt doesn't enjoy it that much. I yeah, it's, it's too long, and there's <laughs> not a lot of Hammonds in it. <laughs> it's, I enjoyed it, it more because we, we watched Lord of the Rings, then we watched the three Hobbit films, and there's a big difference between the two. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the the Lord of the Rings films are like incredible by comparison. They're, they're almost like two very different films. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, right? Mm. Like, I think the to the Hobbit's credit, there are parts of it that don't take the world they're in seriously. Mm. Like the barrel scene in the first one. Yeah. Right. I was having a great time watching that. It was all sorts of slapstick stuff going on. Mm. Enjoyable, like little set piece. Oh, great fun! I had a little laugh for myself in the cinema. This is this is a lot of fun. Mm. I mean, I, that isn't the case in, in Lord of the Rings at any point. <laughs> I did enjoy the Hobbit films, but I think you could tell that one was more of a labour of love, whereas we've almost, we've almost gone full circle. When someone died in The Hobbit, they just stopped animating them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that is true, yeah, because there, there are a, a, not a lot of actual real-life characters in that film. <laughs> it's it's also like i don't know they like i don't really the, the, the second and third hobbit films there's, there's some good parts clearly and you can tell that those were parts that had been put in like from the get-go when they were like you know what this might be a good thing to do i'm excited about doing this scene this scene and this scene and then they were like so what are you going to do for the rest of the th- three films the what <laughs> like you want me to make three? And it's, it's quite a short book as well compared to the other ones. Yeah. It's tiny. They had to like, make things up. Like, it, page-wise, right, The Hobbit is the same size as the rest of them. However, the font is bigger in the copy I've got anyway. Okay. Well, yeah, you might... <laughs> I was going to say, that's printed differently. I was just confused the, the, when, is... when Legolas turned up. Like, was there an extended version <laughs> yeah. of the book that I had not read? The thing is, I read the I read the Hobbit book after Lord of the Rings because it was easier than reading Lord of the Rings. And the moment they got to the Wood Elf bit, I was like, you know what? In the film, they're gonna take that chance and put Legolas in it. Yeah. And the the one thing that got me, no, the two things that got me in the Hobbit was uh, the bit where that dwarf says, "That's my lad, Gimli." And he goes, "What is this foul creature?" Like, oh, I bet, I bet they won't have a bonding friendship over the course of three <laughs> movies later on down the line. Yeah, uh, and then it's, it's it's that classic like, oh, 
uh, Smeagol, you're such a generous and giving person. Right? Like, it's just, just stupid foreshadowing that nobody asked for. <laughs> and then, and then that bit where uh, Legolas's dad goes, <laughs> "You will go to the north and find a ranger called Strider." Yeah, it's, it's one of those. Actually, he was actually Aragorn, and like I, I was watching that with Liam, and I had my head in my. Ha- He'd already seen that movie before. He'd come again to watch it with me. <laughs> Mainly, might might have been just to watch me watching it. We well, can this imagine point that when cinema. You can imagine that when Peter Jackson was writing it, he this is the point where he expects the audience to go. <gasps> <laughs> I've got to, I've got to think like wh- what like. In the timeline of those films, if Bilbo has to go from being Martin Freeman to um, whoever played Bilbo in Lord of the Rings, um, uh, Martin Freeman, I assume, uh, they um, like if he's going from Martin Freeman to that old man, right? What's why is uh, Aragorn already a ranger called Strider? <laughs> yeah. Like he must be like an eight-year-old child. No, yeah. no, no. There, there is a whole thing in Lord of the Rings where he is like he's an old human, isn't he? Years like, old. He can. Yeah. He lives longer than most humans. Yeah. Ooh. But no, I, I really enjoyed the, especially the original trilogy. But then that started the debate afterwards of which is better, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. And I said Star Wars, <laughs> obviously, because the reason being, I think <laughs> things like Frodo is a lot more annoying than Luke Skywalker. Um, <laughs> he says more, and you spend you spend eight more hours with him. Yeah. I mean, you know what Luke Skywalker was missing—a gardener companion. Yeah. Was no, basically just you know what he was missing? Endless, endless hours of dialogue that goes in a cer- like is completely circular. <laughs> like endless hours of just one person saying, "I don't think I can do it," uh, uh, Chewbacca, and then Chewbacca saying, "Yes, you can, Luke Skywalker." And it's like, "Thanks, Chewbacca. I really appreciate that you've given me the the heart of this." endeavor and then like eight seconds later we, we've cut away to some people stabbing each other with swords and then we we come back eight seconds later and and there, there he is luke again like i don't think i can do it <laughs> well here's chewbacca here's when frodo lost me like so they're walking up the mountain and numerous times Gollum has tried to kill him and take the ring but that's fine you're not supposed to do anything yeah. because he's deep down a nice person then Sam gets mm. suspected of stealing one bit of elvish bread. And then Frodo just goes, that's it, go home. Like, he can just go home. Like, they've, they've spent the last seven hours of film crossing <laughs> past everything. And he just says, oh, yeah, you stole the bread. Just, just go home. Go the fuck home, Sam. Like, I know it's going to take you. <laughs> You're going to die on the way back. So like a year in by that point. They've been walking for over a year. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just go back to the Shire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the thing is, most of the way they came is like is like downriver and through a mountain. <laughs> Sam won't know the way back. <laughs> Use your teleport to town scroll. Sam. <laughs> He's been leaving breadcrumb trails of Elvish bread, hasn't he, on the way back? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he stole it, so he could keep doing it. <laughs> so spy, spy oh, films. Ready to pitch some family spy movies? 
I mean, is any, is anybody ever really ready for that? No. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, clearly Rob Rodriguez was was ready for that several times <laughs> when he made the Spy Kids franchise. The world was not. Wait, did you say the, the w- Robert Rodriguez is in Planet Terror, Robert Rodriguez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that he made Spy Kids. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I yeah, can't believe him. you're learning this now, Sam. This is, <laughs> this is well, great. Just, just, I'm going to guess that when I first watched Spy Kids, I wasn't aware of Planet Terror. Yeah. So I'm probably a child. Yeah. yeah. Planet Terror wasn't even a thing. Uh, but yeah, Robert Rodriguez of Sin City and Planet Terror fame. And Elite Battle Angel. And Elite Battle Angel as well. Yeah, Yeah, I, I it, saw that. It's Spy Kids. I saw Elite Battle Angel. It yeah, was, what did you think? I think it was good. <laughs> that is exactly same, yeah. yeah that is exactly what we thought as well yeah. we were like i think i think i enjoyed that <laughs> we weren't how, sure how did that happen I, I reckon if you took christoph waltz out it would have massively suffered yes yeah definitely uh, everyone if right if they just replaced the cast apart from the girl who played alita it'd be a terrible movie no one played Elisa. <laughs> they did. I suppose they in did. some context. There was, there they, was just, a... they could have just stopped drawing her at any point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. So, shall we get on with some honourable mentions? Well, I just I want to just do a quick defence before we do this. <laughs> yeah. I want to do a quick defence of... Um, of, of of Spy Kids, I think. Okay. I think it's you watch it back now. I yeah. think it's actually got a lot more charm than anyone gives it credit for. Do you know all I've got in my head right now is that little clip from Dodgeball. It's like it's a bold strategy, strategy cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Just like trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's it's like it's by no means like a straight faced good movie, right? It's not not like it's sort of like a you can't be straight faced and go like that is a piece of cinematic art. Mm. But I don't think that's where it wants to be. I don't think that's what Robert Rodriguez intended when he made Spy Kids. I think maybe he wanted to have a like a mind-bending, imaginative, uh, imaginative world in which um, a bunch of, like well-known actors could uh, and and some children could have a good family fun time. Well, the funny with... thing is, right, I've got it on good. I've, I've even seen the interview, right, yeah. in which Robert Rodriguez comes out and says, Spy Kids will be the spy genre's Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. I can put it in the podcast if you'd like. <laughs> Please, please do. I'd love to to, to hear more more clips going. Oh, into okay, podcast. right. I'll just try and I'll just try and track it down. See, um, I enjoyed the I'll, first I'll be one. A few seconds. I enjoyed the first Spy Kids. I remember mm. seeing Spy Kids 3D on TV, and that would probably go into the category of I probably wouldn't even watch that if I was on, on an airplane and was trying to kill time. But <laughs> that's the one with Elijah Wood as the chosen one or whatever it was. Yeah, it was. The, but the first one, yeah, I, I can see a point on the first one. I did enjoy that one. Um. Yeah, it's it's like it's got a bunch of weird, wacky characters. That like it's got a kind of like Willy Wonka style like vision to it. That sort of expanded imagination thing. Um, I think I think it it it's 
<laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. You, you know, you know how I was joking about Rodriguez saying that it was Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah. There's like a three-part, three-part YouTube essay <laughs> on Robert Rodriguez as a cinematic genius and Spy Kids as the 2000 Citizen Kane. <laughs> 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 I just googled it now. <laughs> oh man. I know what I'm watching later. I mean, <laughs> how long is it? Well, tension's building here, Tom. <laughs> Wait, it's it's not even a it's not even a an essay. It's just a clip from Spy Spy Kids. <laughs> what? It's just 16 seconds long. Yeah. I mean, what do I know? I enjoyed the Predator, so. Which was a terrible film, but the thing is, as well, the Predator is quite good. Yeah, it's got like you know a beginning, middle, and end. There is a progression to it that like uh, constantly escalates. The um, the it brings its own themes across, like the idea that like uh, ingenuity, the ingenuity of one man, is is uh, in the end superior to uh, a technological uh, like technologically advanced species if he brings him down to his level like it's it's pretty good yeah i, I mean I, I wasn't going in with with any expectations so i just enjoyed it for what it was the predator yeah it's not a robert rodriguez movie no we're just we're just saying what do i know about films when i enjoyed that all right <laughs> okay right <laughs> gotcha. why hasn't anyone made narmia the chronicle the chronicles of Narmia, where uh, people go isn't that, isn't that just Narm- metal jacket <laughs> I suppose where, where, it is. where a bunch of kids go for a wardrobe into the Vietnam War I mean there's a load of ways you can do it of course aren't there because if you imagine that um like Chronicles of Narnia is set during wartime yeah they, the reason they discover a wardrobe is because they get sent away to the country to avoid the Blitz. Mm-hmm. So you could, it could be a bunch of Vietnamese kids hiding from American forces and ending up in a magical kingdom. No, um, no, I, I, I really like it being a lot of American kids. American soldiers, like they're 16-year-old American soldiers. No, no, finding just, a wardrobe. Just, just like... Like just kids in in like Boston just find a wardrobe that is a portal to the Vietnam War. <laughs> to yeah. the Vietnam War. That's not a, a, a delightful fantasy kingdom. I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's like it's it's subverting the trope of the magic portal. Like you go, you go to a, you go to a magical land. No, and it's, it's a world just, of hell. Yeah, it's Tom, just what, what you've done there is, is the equivalent of, of turning. Mrs. Doubtfire into a film about a paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you could do that. The Chronicles of Narmia is <laughs> like. Could you imagine the look on those kids' faces where they just go through and there's like there's a there's a lamp post, which is the only thing we're taking that that and the wardrobe uh, and, and, and 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 napalm everywhere. Yeah, just. <laughs> This is the end. Ding, ding, ding. My no, only no friend. lion, no witch, just, just absolute <laughs> carnage. <Ow. laughs>
and the soundtrack of Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> yes. <laughs> speaking, speaking of John Travolta, did you see him in the uh, O.J. Simpson thing on Netflix? Oh no, he's. I didn't. Uh, oh no, wait, I did actually. He played the no, not the lawyer. Yeah, he played. Um... Yeah, the lawyer. Yeah, that one. <laughs> not the lawyer wait the lawyer there's so many lawyers I, I remember David was it David Schwimmer the lawyer yeah uh, as well yeah yeah there were lots of lawyers he, he was he was Kardashian's dad when he yeah Robert Mr. Big Daddy Kardashian well, I was about to say Ben Shapiro and that's that's not it at all what was his <laughs> what was his name I can't remember but yeah he, he looked he looked strange who John Travolta yeah. Yeah, and I was about to say, Dave Schwimmer, yeah, he he did look strange in that, because he was tanned in that, it was weird. Uh, I think, me and my brother watched the first episode of that, and it ended with Cuba Gooding Jr. running off. Yeah. <laughs> and then we never watched any more of it, so that's that the end of the O.J. Simpson trial in my head. Spoiler alert, <laughs> not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, OJ Simpson runs away, never to be found. Yeah. <laughs> he's still at large. Yeah, he's still at large, OJ Simpson. He's running out. He's just, he just ran off in my head. <laughs> just five episodes of, of David Trimmer and, and Johnny Travolta just scratching their heads. Going, hmm, wonder where he is. <laughs> Where's he gone? Where's he gone, old, old yeah, You have looked under his bed, haven't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh damn! Better put an American football by the by the side of the bed. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, because that's what attracted. It's, it's like it's like saying <laughs> Bloody Mary three times. <laughs> it's, just, it's just this hand that grabs the football from beneath the bed. <laughs> it's OJ, OJ, you coming out? You coming out? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, I heard that if you look in the mirror and say Wait. Tom Cruise three times, he appears and gives you a copy of Dianetics. Wait, a hand grabs the ball from under the bed, like that scene in The Sixth Sense. I think so, yeah. I've not actually seen The Sixth Sense. Oh, right. There's a scene where, like, the. the, uh, What's his name? Bloody. Oh, God. Bruce Willis? No, the other one, the child. Haley Joel Osmond. Haley Joel Osmond is walking past a a bed, and then a hand just, like, grabs his leg from underneath it. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, like that, that's... but with an American football and OJ Simpson. <laughs> that's how I think. With the same like terrifying pacing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just David Schwimmer and John Travolta stood in his bedroom looking at the bed. Just John like... Travolta's perfectly doing that that little thing of, of of his character from Pulp Fiction, looking around confused <laughs> with the coat. Yeah, and then David Schwimmer just comes out of the toilet and he shoots him. <laughs> like he does on Friends that one time. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when David That's... Schwimmer sh- shot a man? Are you confusing him, him with Oscar Pistorius here? <laughs> the one where Ross shoots someone. That's the episode title. The one where Ross kills a guy. Yeah. The one where Ross shot shot and killed a man. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's dark. Yeah, that's... Could you well... be any more guilty? <laughs> Channel's oh. his lawyer for some reason. That'd be great, just with canned laughter. 
could he be any more innocent? Right, I, I, I'm f- uh, so up for pitching this this trial episode. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well. <laughs> the thing is, comedy. the problem is, in my brain, when I try to put together a Friends episode, what I end up with is an Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. Yeah, I was just thinking Charlie Kelly defending Ross. Yeah. Sorry, I'm an expert in bird law, but I can. <laughs> Like, I can imagine Phoebe trying... Like, Phoebe is, like... So So Ross is being held, held in the jail, you know, in the county jail. <laughs> not, like, in... like not in, He hasn't got sent to prison. He's in He's in the kind of, like, you know, the, the police station sort of jail. Mm. And um, she's like, don't worry, we're going to break you out. And then, like, the whole trial is going on and she's still trying to break into this jail. <laughs> So, like, we get it kind of out of order, but essentially, like, he's gone. Like, he's been either proved innocent or, like, whatever by the time she gets into the jail. It's just, like, a whole side plot of her trying to get into a prison. Then she subsequently gets locked up for breaking into a Class 2 facility. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You you know what? They've been talking about doing a Friends film for ages, right? This is it, isn't it? This is the plot. (laughs) Yeah, this is the plot of the Friends. Ross shoots someone. And they all have to come <laughs> together to break him out of jail. <laughs> Who'd have thought really that the movie anymore, would have been like... a prison break movie? <laughs> okay, so from Tomasz Chodakowski, we've got Our Cat, the Double Agent. Ooh... To be honest, this just reminds me of another of another um, family spy movie. Cats and dogs. Yep. Yeah. Cats and dogs. Great film. Cats and dogs. The classic. <laughs> Team dogs. <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna raise a point here. You can't say that Spy Kids is bad and Cats and Dogs is good. I can't. I, I never said did. Cats and Dogs was good. <laughs> well, I was talking to Sam. To quote the great oh, Alan right, Partridge, "You're wrong, and I'll tell you why." Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't have a reason why actually I didn't have much more than that <laughs> quote so right so this cat's a double agent for something yeah so Muffin like we all know that cat. cats we all know that cats are um, kind of in their nature kind of dickheads yeah I yeah. love cats I, I love cats to bits um, it's just they do kind of have a general disdain for everyone. Yeah, they don't. Cats don't like the fact that you exist. That's why dogs are better. Well, we're going to stay stay away from. We're not a political show, Sam. <laughs> um, and so, um, uh, you're wrong, and I'll tell you why later. <laughs> um, but like, uh, you know, I, I, I like I like cats very much. Um, they but they do have a general disdain for people. Yeah, around them they sort of like tolerate people and they 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 know when they want to be around people it's not like dogs when it's just all the time <laughs> um uh, it's like cats are like you know what i could do with some human interaction at the moment uh, i'll see you later uh I'm, I'm off to do my own shit i got i got i'm a busy fucking man see, i'm a very very busy cat i like the fact I've that got I stuff can, on i like the fact that i can stroke a dog without being scared of being eviscerated <laughs> that's that's just um, call me picky but <laughs> <laughs> um, right. so 
So what's this cat a double agent for? That's the question, isn't it? It's like, I, I yeah. love the voice spy. I don't know why, but my instinct is saying Louis Theroux. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes oh, sense. Can, can I have a go? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> this cat also kind of has the facial features of Louis Theroux as well. Yeah. It's, it's like that... Um, oh, God, who is it? Did uh, Where's your head at? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that cat? Um, that's monkeys, isn't it? Yeah, that's monkeys. But, I was like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like... Because we've just watched What We Do in the Shadows, and you know, it talks about the, the guy who, who can turn into animals but never quite never quite gets the faces right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jermaine uh, Clement <laughs> as, a, as a cat. And it's just like... Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> but with Louis through. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um the basement jacks had the video where's your head at, head at with the with the monkeys with fake people's faces on them that's mm. terrifying and lives with, with me to this day <laughs> i have i haven't seen it in about 15 years probably you know what traumatized but it's still me? Really... gonna get you that traumatized me oh god yeah <laughs> that's not that's not the first time in the last few weeks that that advert has been brought up really? <laughs> that advert from the late 90s coming back <laughs> Terrifying. It's going to get you. Right, so this cat, double agent, yeah. like Louis Theroux yeah. playing this cat, double agent. What for? The problem is, the problem is, right, this is the problem with spy films. When you make it too much about like, oh, plenty of people, like different sides. It's like, no, no, that's not what Spy Kids, that's what spy kids is all about. Mm. There's one side in Spy Kids and it's the family. <laughs> family and a mad... Agent person that owns an island, I think. I've not yeah. seen the movie. Um, it's a it's a kids presenter, um, kids show presenter is is, is ah. who's on the on the island. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, like the problem is when it becomes like, oh, is it going to be the Russians or the Americans who are spying on the? And it's like that's really difficult to keep track of. Why is it always Just the Russians or the give Americans? Give me a watch. Like, Just give me a watch with a jetpack in it. Because, Sam, they're the biggest superpowers in the world. I think China right. would have something to say about that. Just saying. Well, nowadays, yes, probably. I think China would have something to say about that, but I wouldn't be able to understand them. <laughs> so, <laughs> have a think about that for a bit. <laughs> Literally nothing to say to that. Yeah. <laughs> some, some some reference to Huawei. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, speaking of which, speaking so. of Chinese spying, this is this is a tangent. We were definitely going to go down. My friend has a Huawei phone, and he put his thumb over the front camera for a few seconds. Then his phone told him to stop doing it. <laughs> what? It, it, it was... Mine does a similar thing. Um, but it's largely because mine has a facial recognition thing to unlock itself, um, which I think is a regular feature on phones. Yeah, I, mine's got that. Uh, so, like, I think that was like that's why my phone tells me to do that if I put my hand over the. It's the light sensor, I think it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's kind of spooky. Anyway, if, yeah, like... if your phone's like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no! Stop it! Let me see. Stop putting your hand. Stop, stop putting your hand on the camera. That's I not, love how the phone work. in this situation has no power <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> like, it's just, like 
weirdly got small man syndrome, this phone. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it, please. Stop it, please. That's my front camera. You mad? That's my front camera. You got your thumb over. Stop it. Stop it. So yeah, double agent cats. Um, I I think it's just a hard one to give context to, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, unless you unless you choose the cats and dogs thing, like Mm. it's 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 difficult, right? So like having a cat like who is trying to um, the the cats are always trying to uh, outdo the dogs in being cuteness, but then the the, this one cat is actually working for the dogs. It's 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 difficult. Sequel is cats and cats and dogs. But isn't a double agent like a spy for a spy? No, a double agent is, 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 yeah, a double agent is a spy who um, is pretending to be an agent for one side who is actually feeding information to the people they're supposed to be spying on, or more importantly, less feeding information to the people they're spying on, um, but more maybe giving uh, incorrect information to the people, to the, to the uh, organization they're supposedly working for. Right. So if I if I was a, a Russian double agent, I would be part mm. of MI6, and I would be mm. giving MI6 bad information about Russia. Cool. Well, I can't <laughs> okay. make it any more any more simple to work out what this film is actually about. Yeah, yeah, we are no, we are nowhere near close. I just to think, Tom, Tom, you know, the other day when I said that spy spy movies don't work when we have the the, the really difficult ones where we yeah, that involve yeah. a lot of spying. I think this yeah. might be one such scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so this cat's a double agent, right? Yeah, <laughs> we just choose another one. <laughs> could do, yeah. Could could choose another one, right? Um, or this could go in the deleted scenes. I, d- I don't think us just not saying anything for twenty minutes is deleted scenes. <laughs> Right, so from one little mommy bat at Travelling Bat on Twitter, Mommy Spies All. That sounds like it could be not not so (laughs) kid-friendly. I mean, I can imagine this being like a a sort of almost 1984 scenario with like an overprotective mother and the Mm. kids have to like... Um, uh, kind of do the whole, you know, like uh, a prison break style, like looping <laughs> of, of video cameras and stuff in order to get out for a party. I've got it. I've got it. Uh, the kids get grounded, yeah, for doing something, and their pair and their mum happens to be in the CIA, so she's keeping watch of them. Yeah, or she's like a private, con- she's like a private security contractor for the CIA. Like yes. she sets up all like, like um you seen uh meet the yeah. parents yeah like uh like uh old is it Robert De Niro, De Niro in that yeah, yeah yeah um like De Niro in that like he, he, she's got cameras all around the house she's mm. super it's almost like the opposite of Home Alone, like being too vigilant. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she's super super security conscious. Uh, played by um oh who was um. God, a bird box. Who's, who's who did that? 
Oh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, yeah. Is I shouldn't the, be able to come the... up with that so quickly, should I? <laughs> no, that's that's good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I have a spe- specific kind of pro- brain problem, <laughs> which means that that, <laughs> that that names never never arrive when I need them. Well, the, the worrying thing the worrying thing is I've not seen Bird Box, but I know her from Miss Congeniality. So <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think that's where we all know <laughs> Sandra Bullock from. And Ocean's Eight, and Ocean's Eight, which is a fantastic and film, and she'll go and see it. Speed Two Cruise Control. Yeah, but I mean, and who could see her in that? Well, if I who, forgot who, she wasn't in, she was in the original as well as the sequel. <laughs> who could see her in the sequel um, uh, when Willem Dafoe was shining so brightly in that? <laughs> I know, right? As he always does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> I got a, I got my golf supplies. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think these kids get grounded yeah like this, this like uh brother and sister one younger than the other they get grounded mm. but it's like they've been framed by like a bully or something okay or like... uh, yeah like they get into one one of them gets into a fight with um with a bully mm. uh but Which it was all the bullies up... doing right the, the fight ends up going into a construction site and right the, the construction site collapses around them. Okay. It's, a, it's a very well choreographed fight for two 15 year olds. <laughs> why, why is everything collapsing in these movies? Because it's a spy movie and, and buildings it collapse. That's not collapse. justification. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, uh, have you not seen. Oh, I, I, I was about to say, have you seen. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, but that is just a sandstorm that happens in that. <laughs> so Sandra Bullock is like, what is wrong with you people? She's playing the uh, mum from uh, from Malcolm in the Middle. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> it's a great role for Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she's like, uh, kind of, she's she's like, I can't believe you got into such a massive fight and brought down an entire building site. <laughs> yeah. Can, can I just say it once again, spot on impression. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing my Sandra Bullock as Malcolm in the Middle's mum. <laughs> It, he's, t- he's telling the truth. He, he has been practicing that. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I've been I believe, yelling I it. Him. I've been yelling it in the middle of the day. <laughs> Tom will just hear me. He'll, he'll be downstairs, I'll be upstairs, and he'll just hear, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> Do you know what's, well, what's weird? Since you mentioned Willem Dafoe, hmm. for some reason my brain has turned to, what would it look like if Willem Dafoe and Steve Buscemi had a child? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's like big giant eyes and a, a, a mouth wider than the Atlantic Ocean. I honestly thought for a second, right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add this into the film. Uh, Willem Dafoe is the bully, and, and Steve Buscemi's <laughs> his backup. Okay, so like uh, Willem Dafoe's there in like uh, in in like a t-shirt that says uh, Green Bay Packers, and he's he's wearing a cap backwards. And he's got a yo-yo, and he's just like, ah, I bet you couldn't climb that high in the building, in the construction site. And the kid's like, yeah, I can. It's Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. And and, uh, he's like, yeah, I can, yeah, I can. He's like, prove it then, you little bitch. And 
and Finn Wolfhard uh, climbs the thing. And he's like, I did it, I did it, you piece of shit. And then hurls a brick down at him. He's like, all right, that just about does it with me. I'm going <laughs> to get out of you, Finn Wolfhard. And then just to make it more confusing, a trio of, of Adam Sandler, Jesse Eisenberg, and Michael Cera turn up. Just to make the look alike <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> and they're like, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, for a second there, I thought you were going to say a trio of Adam Sandler's turn up, which would have been better. <laughs> and I realised when I said Adam Sandler... I hello, 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 hello. I realised I meant Andy Sandberg, well, not Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> a, tr- a trio of Adam Sandler's, like a like a Doug trio of Adam Sandler's. They're all... As, as, as they're, a barber, they're a barbershop trio. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler, he looks nothing like well. Jesse Eisenberg. But I guess I guess Andy <laughs> Sandberg doesn't either, does he? No. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I get in this fight, and then I think this is where the, this is only the very first like pre-title sequence, right? <laughs> um, they're like because we've only had one scene so far, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Mum's telling him off and says, "Listen, you're you're stay you're all staying in. It's clearly too too dangerous out there." Uh, yeah. For for you guys, there there's clearly criminal children about. Uh, <laughs> trios of Adam, Adam Sandler's, Willem Dafoe's, <laughs> and Steve Buscemi's. Yeah. None of you are leaving the uh, like until this is all sorted out at school. But there's a party on. Oh. oh boy, is there I a party? This is a school's responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the construction site in the school. They were building another wing. Uh, it was uh, another it wing, was the Defoe wing, because <laughs> it's Willem Defoe's dad who was paying for yeah. it. Because Willem Defoe's the rich kid. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, uh, I'm gonna go skiing after this. Uh, says Willem <laughs> Defoe, because uh, I'm rich. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> so what happens? So she she locks him in. Um, and, um, she's trying to, like, teach them how to, because she's a, a security expert, right? Mm. Like, they beat the shit out of Willem Dafoe. Well, mm. Finn, Finn Wolfhard beats the shit out of Willem Dafoe because, um, his mum is a security expert. Do you know, there's, like, she's so taught him how to fight. So many sentences that I never thought I would hear. Just, <laughs> I'm just very confused right now. <laughs> right, so I'm gonna. I'm saying Will, Willem. Def- sorry, uh, Finn Wolfhard wins this fight against Willem Dafoe, mm. right? Even though, like, he gets pretty beaten up himself because there's a lot of them. But he kicks the shit out of Willem Dafoe, and Willem Dafoe, because he's the rich kid, is like, "I was gonna go skiing, and now uh, my leg is broken because we fought in a dangerous construction area, um, and I've got a rebar through my leg." Um, so <laughs> they. Um, yeah, so so basically, Willem Dafoe um, runs off and tells and sues them or whatever, or sues the school for having a dangerous uh, environment for children or whatever. And um, so she's like, "Okay, we're going to stay out of this one. I need to teach you how to stay out of fights, not just win them." Just as a side so that's plot. why she kind of locks him away. As, well, it's kind of the main plot because thinking, essentially, um, as a, if if a, if the school's getting sued, can there be a side plot where the lawyer is Bob Odenkirk? And it's just Saul from Breaking Bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, it is. For sure. There's definitely probably a, a, a that, that side plot of, like, the principal, um, like, and, and his lawyer trying to get 
out of the from from under the grip of Willem Dafoe's uh, um, dad, played <laughs> by Willem Dafoe, I assume. Willem Dafoe just aged up <laughs> a little bit. So he aged down Willem Dafoe for yeah. the for the, for the fight, and then yeah. up for his dad. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Understood. That's, this is yeah. not complicated I mean, or confusing. The other way around would just be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we age. We age up Willem Dafoe for the kid. Age him down for the adult. <laughs> All right. So, so um, the school's under threat of closing from from Willem Dafoe's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the I reckon that the kids, Finn Wolfhard. Um, I guess it's just Finn Wolfhard. Um, we haven't we haven't said that there's more of them. Um, uh, Finn Wolfhard he overhears something that um, Willem Dafoe's dad is saying that mm. is like key to this case that's, that might shut down the school, right? Mm. And um, uh, he has to go out and sneak out to, to try and find it. Uh, forget the party, I guess. No, fuck it. Willem Dafoe's having a party. <laughs> that's what it is. The climax of this film is... At Willem Dafoe's cool, crazy party, Finn mm. Wolfhard wants to sneak in and go and yeah. uh, find evidence so that the school doesn't get shut down. But in yeah. the, in like in the moment, um, he's stuck in. He's grounded. So yeah. he's like utilizing all these skills that his mum's taught him to try mm. and subvert her security measures. Yeah, I think I want to say that like he gets out. He gets out to the party and then he gets in real trouble, like he's like surrounded, and then his mum turns up. I think what's really exciting about this as well is the coherence of the plot. Like... <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, like if, it's, it's fine. Like if, People understand it in context. It's like if Hideo Kojima made a movie. <laughs> Don't tempt him. <laughs> <laughs> he is listening. No, it's not. Um, yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> what are you about? He's one of our be- one of our most faithful listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, his mum turns up and they. Have... Mom he... they just... <laughs> no, Finn Wolfhard's mum's right. mum, Sandra Bullock. She turns up at the party, having having figured out where where uh, Finn's gone, and they all just beat up loads of teenagers. Can we have William Defoe's mum as well, played by William Defoe? The old, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drag. like yeah, sure. uh, like John Travolta in Hairspray, exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, but with a bit less Scientology, <laughs> a, a, a terrifying re- readaptation of that. Mate. <laughs> I, th- I think we've got it. It just ends yeah. with Sandra Bullock and Finn Wolfhard beating up a load beating of kids. Up those kids. Well, I mean, it's not it. it's not exactly Oscar material, but I think I think there's a niche that we've <laughs> I I I think you underestimate the Academy. <laughs> to be honest, there, Sam. I think you overestimate them. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere. Really, maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone and maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.